cycling flat out uphill with the wind behind me. Suddenly, I'm overtaken by a grey-haired silver fox in Lycra. Well, how can this be? Well, they have a secret. They are travelling on an e-bike and we are going to be learning all about e-bikes from Dom from e-bike UFO. Dom talks to me about how he first came to Weston as a national stunt kite champion and why he stayed to open his own shop. We chat about the services he offers, including e-bike hire and why e-bikes are the way forward. See what we did there? Dom shares some of his great places to cycle in and around Western. So get your lycra on and join us for a great conversation. Welcome to the We Are Super Western podcast, shining a light on all the reasons why Western is a super place to live, work and visit. Your host today is Becky Walsh, broadcaster, comedian, author and Western resident. Becky will be chatting with the inspirational people who have created successful businesses here in Weston, people who have interesting and unique stories to tell, and those who are bringing excitement and intrigue to this fantastic seaside town through new projects, events, and their food and drink. Enjoy the episode. So tell me, what's your name, who you are, what do you do, all of that? <laughs> Start there. Hi, Becky. I'm Dominic, and I founded UFO uh, in Western Supermare in 97, so 26 years ago. Um, and today I run eBike UFO uh, from the Sovereign. Um, and uh, we sell eBikes. We sell service and hire eBikes. But we also work on ordinary bikes as well. So tell me the, the story, because eBike UFO is quite... I mean, where did this come from? It wasn't from E.T. just flying across the moon and you went, oh, we're going to have outer space bikes that are going to phone home. Where did, where did this name come from? It's quite an unusual name. Well, uh, actually, my, my interest in Western and the reason I came here was because of kites, because I was a, a national stunt kite champion and a kite buggy racer. Um, and I used to work for a wholesale kite company. And we, uh, I decided to go on my own and to open a kite shop. So I came to Western because of the beach and, um, and I opened a kite shop and it was uh, a few years before the kites was the, the main thing, but you have to move with the times. So times changed and now we sell e-bikes. That's quite a change. And was it like an interim of doing something else as well, or was it just straight from one to the other? Uh, no. So uh, the first year we opened, actually, it was inline skates was all the rage, and we sold more inline skates than we did kites. <laughs> uh, the second year, we sold yo-yos. There'll be many uh, in Western in their mid-30s who'll remember yo-yos fondly. Um, so we had a, a mad year with yo-yos. And, and that was in Meadow Street, right? That was in Meadow Street, yeah. And after that, the kites started to take over with the, with the sport kites and the, and the stunt kites and the power kites. Um, and then we moved to, to the corner opposite Tesco's Alexander Parade, uh, which is still our premises. And, and we hope to be doing more bike servicing there in the future. Uh, but for the time being, we've moved into the Sovereign with the, um, with the uh, Super Western and the Meanwhile Space Project. So we're uh, hoping to bring some new life to the Sovereign with our e-bikes. So now, obviously, you can't push a bike through the Sovereign Centre. So tell me, how do people get accessibility to you? I mean, I know that you sell the e-bikes, but, but what's the we, best we, way around to We've get got to you? our own entrance at the seafront side of the Sovereign um, next to Can't Dance Coffee. 
looking at the handy. pier. So, yes, very <laughs> handy. Yeah. So people can bring their bikes in that entrance. Um, and, um, yeah, we, uh, yeah. So this is impressive because it sounds to me like you must be tapped into some kind of zeitgeist here because you seem to be ahead of the curve with the next trending thing. Because I'm not going to, I'm going to sound like an old lady now. E-bikes are all the rage, but I mean, they are, and they are looking impressive. Well, the e-bikes are all the rage with good reason. Um, they, they really bring uh, cycling into the 20th century. They, uh, the, the ability to go up hills and carry cargo um, and to go places where you wouldn't have gone on a bicycle before uh, is, is, is genuine. It's a real benefit. Um, uh, as for being ahead of the game, uh, not really. I think I'm I'm on the button. So uh, I, I try to move with the times and, and keep really up to date. Uh, but the demand has to be there. I can't generate the demand. Yeah, okay. That makes complete sense. So when you say about cargo, I mean, that's quite interesting. I've seen cargo bikes and they can be really huge. So at the moment, there's the cargo bike is a really good example of this that's actually located at Hub Zero, which is the fridge free stuff, which has been used to collect some of the waste food to, to take to the fridge free stuff. It's a monster. When you look at it, I mean, you'd think, I can't pedal that. And, of course, you wouldn't have to. It has a motor attached well, to it. Well, you do have to pedal. These, okay. are, these are all pedal-assist bikes, so they're still very much cycling. Uh, the point is, is that the E is small. The electricity is there to assist you. Yeah. So it's all about helping you when the cycling is harder. When you've got to go up the hill or into the wind in Western, oh, yeah. or, or when you're going to carry a cargo, that's where the e-assistance kicks in and it helps you. But you have to pedal in the first place. Okay, so that makes sense. So there's still, you know, it's not like an e-car where you attach it to a wall, it charges, and then that's it, you're good to go. You actually have to put in a bit of pedal power. Well, you do need to charge it. A lot of people ask a very common question is, does it charge when you're cycling? And the answer is simply no. It's much more like your mobile phone or your electric car. You charge it up and you use it. Yeah. And so it's more likely then that you're going to use that for going longer distances then and Absolutely. also distances uphill and things where you've got to carry quite a lot of stuff. Absolutely. I, I, I live near Bristol Airport and I commute to work and that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for having the e-assistance to get me back up the hill when I go home. Do you really like overtaking people on normal bikes? I quite enjoy overtaking lycra-clad oh, yeah. racing cyclists. I can imagine. Like, I mean, being a basket-wheeling middle-aged lady bike, <laughs> I I do have to, because I, I guess I come from like a girl racer type background, so I used to race um, stock cars when I was 16. I do find it very irritating when I get overtaken by someone wearing Lycra. I don't really care what they're wearing. It's not about the Lycra. It's just about being overtaken. I'm fine on a motorway, in a car, but somehow when I'm pedalling, I, I feel it's insulting and I don't even know why. I think I've just reached that point in life. So I may just have to get an e-bike just to get over this issue for myself because that's, that's not so good. So tell me about some of the cycling places uh, in Western. So obviously you moved here because of the kites and the wind. And so where are some of the best places to cycle? Well, um, the, the best route we have currently is the Breen Down Way that runs along the promenade, past the golf course, through the village of Uphill um, and out into the countryside from Uphill Boatyard. Um, and that's a fantastic uh, addition to Western. Uh, for, for years, the holiday makers coming to town have had to drive from Breen and Barrow. Now it's quicker by bike to get to Western. So that, that's a fantastic asset for the town and a very pleasant ride. Uh, the, the prom can get quite busy. 
Um, but uh, the, the road's quite reasonable along there as well. So um, that's the, the best current route. But there's a new route coming, which we're very excited about, which is the peer-to-peer route, which will give us access to Clevedon. Um, obviously, at the moment, there's no easy route for a cyclist to Clevedon, the most direct route being the motorway. There's no coastal path. Um, so we're looking forward to the opening of this new peer-to-peer route, which will mean that you can cycle from Wix St. Lawrence to Kingston Seymour. It'll also give you much better access to the strawberry line, making it much safer to cycle to Yatton so you don't have to be on the main road. Because the stra- strawberry line's just had some new lighting put into the tunnels and things like that, so that's also been updated too, hasn't it? It has, yes. Bristol Water have put in some lighting in the in the tunnel through, through the Mendips, which is fantastic. And I believe that the strawberry line is going to be extended towards Draycott at the at the Cheddar End, and and next year they're planning a, an extension up to Clevedon as well. So the strawberry line is getting better and better too. So these are really nice places to kind of like go out day out, get a bit of exercise, be in nature, kind of see see a little bit of the area. What happens if I don't own an e bike? They they may well they're not. Com- Oh, I'm not going to say that they're out of my price range because that's a limiting belief. Uh, but if I don't own one, how can I get around that? Well, you could rent a bike. Um, you know, we rent bikes here from the Sovereign. Uh, we have a fleet of kite bikes that belongs to the council, which are non-electric, which you can rent. Uh, we also have some of our own e-bikes, which you can rent as well. And on the Strawberry Line, you can rent bikes and even adapted bikes for disabled people as well from Yatton Station. Uh, there's a cafe there uh, run by people with learning difficulties and a hire centre as well. Um, and at the other end of the Breendown Way, there's another hire centre and a cafe where you can hire bikes by the caravan parks as well. So there's plenty of options to be able to rent a bike and enjoy these routes. That's really great because I know like I've got a bike, but sometimes I do sort of think what happens if I get halfway there and then I just actually can't really bring myself home again. So that's actually a really nice thought. Like I've, I've gone halfway there and then, oh no, I've got to cycle back and now it's raining. Um, it's just much better if you've got like a bit of, bit of pedal power There's behind you. There's nothing wrong with cycling in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad clothing, not it's bad, bad weather. Clothing. I know, I know. I've heard that before. I know that that's, that's completely true. So tell me about some of the other offers that you have for cyclists as well. So if I've got my grungy old bike out there and it's getting a little bit rusty, do you come and solve these problems? Well, sort of clicking me chain. First of all, I'd recommend that you came along to one of our e-bike experiences on a Saturday. Okay. So we offer a, a free session where people can book in. We can only take limited numbers, but you can actually get to try a modern e-bike and find out what it really has to offer because there's a lot of misconceptions about how they work. They're actually very simple and a great joy to ride. But we also service and repair ordinary bikes. Um, so, yeah, just need to book in with us or if you've just got a puncture or something small, pop in and we'll try and sort you out straight away. Oh, that's really helpful, actually, because I always think you have to book things in and, and you know, Punctures are one of those things that are a right faff to fix, but you just have someone else that can actually do it. I remember the inner tube in the sink. So <laughs> I don't want to go back to those We days. still have the inner tube in the sink, <laughs> but we do it for you. Oh, that's perfect. I don't mind that at all. That's really good. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Western. So tell, tell us some of the interests that you have are, um, in Western. So what do you do for fun when you're not at work? Uh, when I'm not at work, I actually, I, I'm a bit of a baker. Um, I've been uh, baking sourdough for you know, 15 years or so, um, so, and I brew my own kombucha as well. I quite like cooking generally. Um, so, um, yes, when at home, I, I spend quite a lot of time in the kitchen. 
So have you kept the same sort of like, uh, well, I mean, I know it's a mother for kombucha, but what is it for sourdough? Because it's, it's a, a starter. Yeah. Starter kit. And yeah. so have you had the same I've had the one same for starter years? ongoing for more than 15 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And has it got better over time? I think it has. Yeah. I think my bread's got better over time. I think it's partially practice. I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Because it, it looks like it's going to be, when you start getting these things, my mother uh, tried this with them. Um, uh, I always get the pronunciation wrong for this. Kefir. Kefir, yeah. Kefir, yeah. That's the one, thanks. Kefir, yeah. <laughs> I've not tried making kefir, but I'd quite like to have a go. Yeah, well, yeah. goat's milk apparently is the best way to do it. So yeah. there's a there's a, a company called Chuckling Goat that make it, and so my mum kind of decided that she was that she was going to do that. Uh, although I think in the end the dog got so fed up with it because she was making so much of it, <laughs> the dog ended up getting most of it. So oh, yeah, the, the dog, the friends, dog likes everybody. the kefir, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really good thing. Um, so no, that's a pretty cool hobby. So do you do you give that away? Do you keep it? Does everyone get this as presents? Like- I, I do regularly give loaves away. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just to put a smile on somebody's face. Yeah, yeah that's a really <laughs> nice thing to do. And bread's just so fundamental, especially a really really decent sourdough. That's really amazing. That's great. I love all of that. Um, so talking of food, some of the favourite places that you eat out in Western. Oh, well, I think um, loves always comes to mind. Um, I'm not a vegetarian myself. I'm a flexitarian, Mm -hmm. um, but I do like good vegetarian food. And I think that what Anna does at Love's Cafe and at The Sprout is fantastic. Um, I really quite like Thai lime leaves. I don't know if you've been there. Um, That's a very nice restaurant. And uh, Sakura on uh, on the boulevard, the Japanese place. I think that's very good. We are becoming famous for our Japanese food, which is strange. <laughs> but yes, we are. So we've got three Japanese places. I think we've now got two or three Thai places when we went from having none really? at all. Yeah. So, uh, so there so might be some competition. There might be some competition. Yeah, there's one on the boulevard as well. So yeah, you have to you have to start like venturing out in your Thai opportunities there. So that's really great. And what about coffee? You mentioned earlier can't dance coffee. Yeah, this, well, I am, I am. They are your neighbour. I am a coffee snob. I do like a, a decent coffee, and I have to say that can't dance coffee. The coffee they use is superb. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, they, they, it's really nice to have them as a neighbour. Um, I pop in there in the morning and get my regular regular cup of coffee and if I'm feeling good I might have a mocha in the afternoon as well oh, yeah just like you know just a little side hustle just if, if the day's going a little bit difficult and yeah one of those actually the treats. the food in there is good as well yeah mm. they do some nice dal and some uh, interesting soups yeah which is fab it's a great place to have that's right in the sovereign center for those of you who don't know and obviously opposite obviously um, opposite the uh, e-bikes ufo so that's good to know um now you used to be a shop owner in western you still are what shops do you think stand out in western to you i'm asking you as a shop expert owner <laughs> I, I i think i like places where the staff are there to serve you and that they know their product so a shop that stood out to me for a long time is Outdoor and Active. Mm-hmm. If you go in there, they know what they're talking about. They've got a good range of products to serve you with. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that product knowledge. Um, so I would definitely recommend Outdoor and Active. Yeah, and I know that they've won awards. I can't remember what four off the top of my head, but I know that they have won some awards. They're, they are a really outstanding place in terms of sort of if you get out there. So actually for, for being out, get in there. Get your tent, get your kit, get your all your bits and pieces. Go get your e-bike. Yeah, you're away for the weekend, really, aren't you? Absolutely, it's not yeah, bad. yeah. That's one of the things that I do like to do with my spare time is to, is to go on touring trips, taking a tent with me. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I went on Dartmoor just before they they 
introduced the bands on all the wild camping. So we did get a night in up there in October, which was lovely. Oh, I love that. That must have been amazing. That's really lovely. I like wild camping. In fact, I don't really like campsites, but for wild camping, I can do as long as it's got a really decent inflatable bed. I'm definitely built for comfort. Yeah. <laughs> no stress. Yeah, well, outdoor and active can definitely supply you with the comfort. Yeah, that's what you need. A little bit of glamping in your life. Um, so what's the most underrated thing about Western? You know, the sort of things that you just wish that people would get. I think for me, every time the beach is a very special place. You know, I used to live in the centre of Bristol when I came here and opened a kite shop because I would come down to fly my kites on the beach. We've got a wind sports zone at the far end of the beach. You come down on a sunny day, even on a not so sunny day, and you'll see the kite surfers out across the bay. You'll see the swimmers in Marine Lake. Um, I think the, 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 the seafront is fantastic. I get fascinated by the guy on the kite surfing that has the dog that just stays on the beach, obviously, and chases his kite up and down. And I just think that dog must end up exhausted. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he sleeps well that night. I know. I think it's a collie or something. It kind of like chases in one direction, turns around, chases in the other direction. And there's so many sometimes the kite surfers. I'm surprised that they don't kind of crash into each other. But they all, it seems to me sometimes it's almost like synchronised kite surfing, even when they're in the air. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's much easier to avoid each other than you might think. I mean, the wind always blows the same way, so the kites are always on the same side of all of them. So it's actually not, not, not so difficult to avoid each other. Oh, that's good. It's always something that I really like to look at, but look of, you know, you think, oh, especially that moment when they're flying in the air and they're just kind of, their knees are bent, they're right up in the air. And you just think, wow, that must feel like it's going on forever before you hit the water again. But knowing me, if I hit the water again, I'd be underneath it within seconds. <laughs> it wouldn't quite work out so well. Um, good. So let's go back to the talking about the shop and a little bit more um, about it. Um, is there anything else around cycling in Western? So there's something about the Brompton Group and the Stunt Bike Park. Can you tell us a bit about that? So there's various uh, little cycling clubs or friendly groups in Western, um, each, you know, with their own niche. So there's a there's a, a small group that meet at the Seaton Cafe once a month um, and they're all Brompton enthusiasts. And occasionally they seem to dress up in some quite unusual clothing, um, but they're very, very uh, committed to their Brompton folding bicycles. Um, so, yes, that's quite quite an amusing group. Um, and then there's the the jumps in Western Woods. I don't know if you've seen the bike jumps in Western Woods, yes, but they are terrifying. Yeah. Um, but you can go down there and you can watch the, the young guys doing their crazy stunts on the jumps there. Um, there's other groups as well. There's the appropriately named Old Gits, um, <laughs> who, who are uh, cyclists, been cycling for years, like to go off in a group and cycle together, but uh, they don't want anyone else to join them because they're grumpy old Gits. So uh, you could look them up. They've got their own website. It says you can't join. <laughs> and are they in Lycra as well? One or two of them are in Lycra still, or they're probably getting a bit old for There's it. a cross-off age point where yeah. basically it's support tights underneath your Lycra. <laughs> That's about the size of it, yeah. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. So there's plenty of things to actually get involved with, which I really love. Um, so tell us, where can people find out more Um Obviously, they can come into the shop, but give us a plug of your website. Yeah, um, you can visit us at uh, ebikeufo.co.uk or you can pop in the store. We have free North Somerset cycle maps that show you all the cycle routes around Western, and there's lots of them. Um, some of them are very good. Some of them could be better. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, we're, we're always happy to help and point people in the right direction. 
So tell us of the, the thing that you get asked most, would you say, about e-bikes? Like if we could record this now, you know, if, if you were to work at a fast food store and you go, do you want fries with that or do you want that supersized? What is the thing like that that you always end up saying to people and you wish you could record and not ever have to say it again? Um, well, there's a couple of a couple of the regular ones. Uh, one is I'd like a light e-bike. So I say, would you like me to remove the motor or the battery? Um, because they're not particularly light. Um, obviously, a very common question is how fast do they go? And they're not particularly fast unless you're going down a steep hill. Um, they're all about helping you when cycling is harder. So going up hills and into headwinds. It's not about speed. It's about having a good average pace. Um, and, uh, and, and the other thing is how long does the battery last? And I say about 10 or 12 years. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Because, of course, it depends, like, you know, how long is a piece of string? How far are you going? So, yeah. yes. Yeah. And is there so some of the modern, some of the modern Bosch e-bikes that we sell, they can do 40,000 miles before you need to replace the battery. And what about safety? Because obviously they're, they are um, of value. And often when people think about bikes, they think about bikes getting nicked. What's Absolutely. There's lots of concerns about the theft. I think that you have to take the same sort of attitude as you do with your car or any other valuable asset. Uh, and although you're not required to have insurance to be on the road, I think it's sensible to have your investment insured through your contents insurance or through a specialist insurer um, and then to, to lock it appropriately for where you're leaving it. They seem um, pretty but, sturdy to me, like like it almost like it looks like it would be less likely to be able to steal one of those than it would a normal bike. Some of the newest ones now are coming with some clever apps. So they have trackers built into them. They have alarms built into them. They'll notify you on your app if someone interferes with your bike. They're, the manufacturers are working towards making them you know, harder for thieves to, to make money out of. Gosh, that's that's even better than the car, I think, unless, of course, it's a Tesla, which it probably drives itself home and kills the occupant that it's stolen. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's amazing. That's that's pretty good. Um, great. I I just think that these are the way forward because every time I kind of like think, it's like even just going to the gym. So there's a huge hill that I have to go in order to get to the gym. And I think to myself, why, why am I not cycling to the gym? Because this actually doesn't make any sense to actually take my car to the gym. If I had an e-bike, that would not be a restriction. Absolutely. It, it's a really strange kind of contradiction in terms in your own mind, really, isn't yeah, it? That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there's still plenty of traditional cyclists who come in and think that it's the, the spawn of the devil or some, some such. Uh, but actually, when you realize that it just enables you to do more with your bike than you could before, um, it's, it's a really positive thing. Brilliant. Dom, a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being on our Super Western podcast. Really fascinating stuff. And um, yeah, I shall pop in and see you on a Saturday and try your bike. Excellent. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Super Western podcast. Let us know what you think about the conversation and some of the topics we've covered here today over on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All of that information's in our show notes below. We would love to hear from you. If you want to hear more about the super people working and living here in Western, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can do that over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen. Whilst you're there, please leave us a review. It really helps other people find this podcast and help us share the word about how amazing Western really is. 
and you can keep up to date about the amazing transformations taking place in Western over on superwestern.net. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. We hope to see you in Super Western soon.